Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I have a great show today. You know, we reach out to so many leaders in their respective fields. And when we look at online reviews and we look at what people are doing in the business that they're in, when you see somebody that has 78 five-star reviews online. I mean, that caught our attention. And we reached out to this gentleman who's the founder and CEO, of course, of Second City Livery Service. And he's got a great business. He runs the number one Chicago livery service that's out there. I mean, he specializes and focuses in, in the Chicago land area, of course. But when we saw his reviews, I mean, I said to the team, hey, let's reach out to Chris Arvanides, and let's get him on the show because he's doing something right. And there's so much to learn from an entrepreneur that has so many five-star reviews. So many people come back to him time and time again. Everybody around Chicagoland knows Chris and knows what he does, knows all of his uh, cars that are out there. And man, he gets so many referrals and so many people that repeat with him on a continuous basis. We had to get him on the show. So Chris, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank you for having me, Andy. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, you've built the number one Chicago land, you know, livery service. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell everybody what you do. And then we have to get into how you built this. This is amazing. Well, so basically, basically, Andy, it's a black car service. You know, we just uh, we just deal with uh, with a really great clientele. Um, you know, I started the business. Uh, we just entered our fifth year right now. Uh, we. Uh, you know, when, when, when the business, uh, you know, I started like a lot of other guys about eight years ago, uh, originally from New York, I moved out here, uh, with, uh, you know, to get involved with my family's restaurant business. And then I wanted a way out of the business, you know, because when you're working with old school Greek guys, I've had better conversations with rocks. So, uh, so I tried to find a way out of it. So like a lot of other people, I started doing Uber as uh, as a side gig about eight years ago. And, um, and anyway, so that kind of, uh, that kind of helped me, uh, you know, and I started with like the lower level Ubers, so nothing fancy, nothing like that. One of my buddies from New York that was doing it, he was, uh, he was kind of pushing it on me. He was like, you know what, Chris, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing you complain about the restaurant business. He's, uh, he goes to me, you know, you should give Uber a shot. And he was telling me for a while and, you know, finally I, I gave it a shot and, uh, so this was about eight years ago. So basically I started, you know, I would always close up shop at my family's restaurant. I'd always be there from, uh, you know, 
afternoon to nighttime, close it up every day. And uh, but mornings, I used to go downtown, Uber, you know, and just you know get get my foot in the door a little bit. And uh, ultimately, that Uber, you know, about two years in, I was a little burnt out because I was doing both. I was doing both the restaurant business. I was doing both Uber. And uh, and yeah, and then uh, so after so I was able to use Uber as a as a way to get away from the restaurant business. But then I wanted to use, you know, get my chauffeur license and getting, you know, start doing, you know, the better Uber, which is like, you know, the Uber black car. Uh, so I, I got involved with that. And, uh, you know, slowly I started, you know, I, I got out of the regular Uber, started doing the more higher end, the more executives, the, the better clientele. And then I said to myself, you know what? I really like this. I like, I like what's going on over here. I love this business. I love talking with people. I love driving. I love, uh, you know, the freedom, you know, that came with this business. And uh, so now I got to the point where I said to myself, uh, how do I break out of Uber? You know, and uh, the one thing that I started seeing with Uber that was, uh, that was uh, really changing was you slowly started seeing the black car Uber deteriorate. So I basically started seeing like, uh, I'll never forget. There was this one morning I must've been downtown, you know, typical consultants, Monday through Thursday travel. And I was down there one morning, probably four 30 in the morning, picking up somebody. And in front of me was, uh, was another guy, another Uber black car. And I'm sitting there, I'm waiting for my client. He's waiting for his. And, uh, you know, as I'm sitting there waiting, his guy comes out first and the guy, you see him, he comes down, he's dressed really nice executive with his little to me bag. And, you know, and I see the driver jump out with dirty jeans and a cowboy hat. And I'm like, oh man, you know, and I started noticing it more and more, you know, like Uber, just the basic, you know, like the taxi drivers that faded in and, you know, they got rid of their medallions and they just started doing Uber to avoid those costs. And, you know, they just said, what the hell? Why the hell am I going to have a, a medallion payment when I could just jump in a Toyota Prius and just Uber it, you know, and those guys, a couple of years down the road, you know, their friends start telling them, hey, why are you doing the cheap stuff? Just, you know, get a black car and start doing that. So the black car was there, but the driver wasn't, you know, so that's why I was just like, you know what? I think that that's what I'm going to do. And uh, most importantly was getting the right name for the business. You know, once I, once I seen the, the name was available, uh, that was it. You know, I was like, you know, I, I got, I got the logo set up and that's it. That's it. I mean, after that, everything basically started with the logo. Everything started with a logo and the envisionment and, you know, just started building it from there. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. We brought you on the show today, Chris, because this is a great entrepreneurial story. I mean, you came from New York, you came to Chi-Town, you came to Chicago. Of course, you started working in the family restaurant. You and I spoke pre-interview about Greek food. It's one of my favorite foods. I love That's it. Right. And, you know, <laughs> nothing's better than some good Greek food. But then you said to yourself, you know, there's something else I want to do. So in the evenings, after, you know, working really hard at the restaurant, you started with Uber and you started driving and then you built up and you built up all these great reviews. And then you said to yourself, you know what, let me get into the black car. And then you got into the black car, but you saw something in That's the right. black car because the black cars were black cars, but the drivers were not sort of black car drivers. They were wearing, you know, dirty jeans with holes in them and they had a baseball cap. And that's, that's right. how you came up with this idea 
for Second City Livery. It's a great entrepreneurial story. Let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, your reviews are outstanding. Anybody watching the show, I mean, if you have this number of five-star reviews, you know, you're doing something right. What is it about your business? What is it about Second City uh, Livery that resonates for the people using the cars? Uh, you know, I mean, it comes down, I tell everybody, I tell, I tell the drivers as well. It's like, uh, the driver makes the car. It's not the other way around. I mean, I, I've had guys in the past that would get the brand new Escalade, but I would, you know, sidestep some of my colleagues and go with the guy that might've had the Yukon because he was just a hell of a driver. He was very personable. He kept the car very clean, kept little amenities in there. Just little things, you know, it's uh, and in this business, you know, you also got to know when, uh, you know, you have people on business calls, you have, you know, you have to know when to keep your mouth shut. Some guys don't shut up and you, it's always a judgment call. Me, I, I get, I want to say not to toot my own horn, but I get 98% of the people talking, you know, we always have good conversations, but, but, you know, it's just about being professional more than anything and keeping the clean cars and good hygiene, you know, as, as well. And that plays yeah, a big role too. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. And of course, you do training. So let's talk about that. How do you train the drivers? How do you make sure they they're they're professional and remain professional? It's it's you know, it's a judgment call. I mean, everything is done by eye, you know, for me. I mean, I just uh, I have a good eye for that stuff. I just know who's good. I know who's not. You know, I'll always give them the heads up, like, you know, make sure, you know, just a little pep talk. I mean, nothing crazy, just to make sure that they know to be professional and make sure the car is clean, make sure they have waters, make sure, you know, little things, phone chargers. That's it. I mean, that's, you know, I just keep it simple. Yeah. I like it. And of course I could see as you grow and should you decide to go into some other cities with these amazing reviews and this amazing commitment that you have to your clients that you'll have a book and you'll have some video training and, you know, you'll be doing zoom calls with your drivers to make sure they stay up and, you know, in line with what you're trying to provide and the type of service you're trying to, to, to give to your clients. Let's talk about your clients. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have some celebrities and some people that come into town that yes. you can't really talk about, but Correct. is it different when you're driving a celebrity or a sports star versus you know someone that's a business person or does everybody get the same kind of treatment? Everybody gets the same kind of treatment for me. Yeah, that's uh, everybody gets the same type of treatment, you know? So, you know, one of the funny things is like when I was growing up as a kid in New York, you know, my, my parents were in the nightlife business. So my, my mother used to be a Greek singer. My old man used to have a Greek nightclub here in Chicago in the seventies. He managed a couple of Greek nightclubs in New York in, in the eighties. So growing up as a kid, I would run into, you know, we'd always have the most famous Greek singers from Greece come through our apartment in New York. So I would never get really uh, like starstruck, you know? So it's like, it was just, you know, if you would see these people in Greece, you'd run after them for an autograph. But I was used to just seeing them having drinks with my old man and my, you know, my mom. And so now when I get the celebrities, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't get starstruck. I mean, I just, it's nice to have them in the car. It's not like, you know, uh, you know, if that guy makes $10 million a year, should he pay more for the Big Mac? I don't look at it that way. You know, I feel like it's everybody's equal there. And I just love having these people and building relationships, you know, I mean, that's it. And, uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, because I go out there and drive, you know, I don't drive as much as I used to. Now I just try to manage a lot more, but I still get out there. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's you run out there. It's you might have that one trip in the day where you can make, let's just say a thousand dollars. 
But you have that one trip of that one person. It might be a hundred dollar trip, but you haven't seen this person in a year. You know, a lot of times I'll go and see that person. I'll give the other one out to one of my colleagues just because I know I'm not going to see that person again for another year. I like that person. So it's not really all about just money. You know, it's uh, it's it's really about relationships. And uh, and that's that's the thing a lot of guys don't get. I love it. I mean, for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind, rewind what Chris just said. I mean, it's all about the client and that's how you build a great company. Now, when we think about it, when we think about the drivers, when they come to you and you interview them to, to join you know, your team at Second City Livery, what are you looking for? I mean, are you looking for professionalism, background? How do you know someone's going to be a great driver to keep your five-star reviews as high as they possibly can be? No, that's very simple. I got to get out on the field and, and interview these guys face to face. I mean, I just, I keep it simple. I don't, you know, it's just, uh, that's the way to do it. Or it has to be word of mouth through, uh, you know, guys from my inner circle, guys like me that we started together about eight years ago, all on the low level. Cause I have good friends that now I have one of my buddies, he really deals with uh, the nightlife here in Chicago. He's pretty much locked it down and we've all evolved in different ways. And, uh, you know, if that friend of mine says, hey, Chris, I got a good driver. You can trust him. He's perfect. I'm like, all right, you know, have him give me a call, you know, and that's it. It's uh, it's got to be like that. It's uh, it's the best way, the only way, really. Yeah, I love it. You know, you have to be very street smart in this type of business because you're on the street. So it's really awesome. That's right. Let's talk about it a little bit, Chris, because someone wants to bring in one of your drivers. They need to be shown around, you know, Chicago. They need to go outside Chicago. Maybe they're going to a sporting event or to dinner or, you know, a nightclub. How do they reach out? I mean, is it all done through the web? Do, do you give people your cell phone? How do people sort of say, hey, Chris, we need you. We want you. And, you know, we, we want your car. Well, typically it's, uh, no, typically it's online. Uh, most people book their reservations online. I want to say 90% of them book online. Uh, you know, they might request quotes online and then, you know, you'll email them a quote or give them a call or, or they'll call in, you know, if they call in, it's, uh, you know, we, we just contact them right back and, uh, you know, just, uh, feel them out, see, see what it is they want and, you know, just try to accommodate them. Yeah. I love that. That's great. And let's talk about safety a little bit, because there are some mm -hmm. nightmare stories, even recently this morning, waking up with some challenges that, some of the car ride services have had with some individuals that are not the best citizens to, to say it lightly. How do you That's make right. sure that, you know, you're, you're providing the top notch people providing the top notch service to your clients? Well, you know, that's, that's a great question, you know, because there's been a lot of, uh, as a matter of fact, even that buddy of mine that I was just telling you about, they did try to carjack him over the summertime. There's been a lot of carjackings here going on in, uh, in Chicago and, uh, and you gotta you gotta really be careful with Uber right now because uh, just recently I had a friend of mine tell me that a friend of his I never met this guy but he was doing Uber about two weeks ago you know and uh, had a guy you know he got his ping he rolled up to the location and uh, as soon as the two guys jumped in the car they drove about two blocks put a gun to his head they said give me your money give me your wallet uh, you know and they robbed the guy you know luckily he's still alive but. That's where Uber is very dangerous right now. You know, a lot of a lot of the crime is is a little, you know, it's a little loose right now in some of these bigger cities. You know, and it's it's a little dangerous. But uh, the way uh, we handle it is we're just not cruising around and picking up random people. You know, Uber used to be great, but the thing is, right now, it's think about it. 
all you got to do, Andy, is lose your phone somewhere. Some guy picks it up and taps the Uber app and the driver thinks he's picking up Andy, but he's not, you know, and that's where it gets tricky. So all of our stuff is really prearranged. Uh, if we're suspicious of anything, you know, we, uh, we start uh, requesting a lot of information, you know, if they, you know, cause anybody could book online. So there sometimes there's suspicious things that we notice that I don't want to discuss, but when, when I see that, or when we see that, we just, you know, we start really asking for a lot of information because, you know, you don't want to roll up somewhere and put yourself, put your driver, put anybody in danger, you know, of uh, something like that. Yeah. I love it so much. And of course you can tell about the success rate of a company by looking at their past success rate. And when you read the reviews, it's outstanding. And one thing that's remarkable for the people watching this show that you really have to understand here is that this is not just individuals. I mean, we're talking about some of Chicago's biggest companies use Chris and his entire team to move them around, you know, whether it's a, a big corporate need or a small, you know, corporate need. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, once a company starts using you, you know, how do they how do they reserve on the fly? Is it all done online or do they get the private cell phone numbers of your drivers? How does they, that work? They they get the private cell phone numbers, you know, typically with the companies. But I well, before we get to that, I mean, uh, you know, 2020 was a rough year. You know, I started the company back in uh, 2017. And, uh, you know, the first year was obviously, uh, you know, it was just a lot of expenses just trying to get everything, get the ball rolling and. 2018, the uh, you know we had a nice little pop. 2019 was a great year. I mean, it, the growth has just been great, you know. And 2020 comes in and slices us in half, you know, right in half. So, and that's uh, you know, I mean, it starts with uh, with the corporate travel. Like uh, pre-COVID, majority of my business, uh, I want to say 90, 95 percent of my business was business travelers pre-COVID. Uh, you know, then COVID hit, sliced us in half. All those people, all these big corporations, they stopped traveling and it, it turned into a chain reaction. Um, you know, it started with the airlines. You know, those airlines basically died down. They stopped bringing these people to our city or whichever city in the U.S., it, which affected me, the guy that picks these people up from the airports, and uh, which affected the hotels where I dropped them off downtown, which affected the nice high-end restaurants, which they eat at when they're in town. So it was a, it was a complete complete chain reaction 2020, and the name of the game was, in my opinion, adapt and adapt quickly. You know, because the summer of 2020 we got a little pop in business, but all of a sudden I started dealing with weddings. I started dealing with you know things that I wasn't really used to. It wasn't it was more business travel, but at that moment you got to do you got to go with what you have to go with uh, in order in order to make keep everything floating. So. Uh, you know, it was a lot of leisure travel, a lot of weddings, uh, you know, in, in 2020. But uh, I, I will tell you this, like uh, 21 blew out 2019. I mean, it has been the best year so far. Knock on wood. Thank God. You know, 21 was a really, really good year. And uh, and it, the funny thing is, it was, uh, how do I say it? It was, like I said, it was 90, 95% business travel prior to COVID. This was probably 95% everything else and 5% business travel. So it was, uh, you know, so, I mean, we blew out 2019 numbers with no business travel. So right now, even if we get 50% of it back, 
Because I don't think the business travel is ever going to go back to what it was because of Zoom and, you know, companies are realizing they could save money and, and, and I get it. But with a lot of these big guys that I talk to, they tell me all the time, they're like, Chris, there's no way that you're going to do a multi-million dollar deal, you know, through Zoom. You got to go, you got to shake hands, you got to go for a drink, you got to, and I get it. So it will come back and I'm starting to see little signs of it right now, actually. I've been seeing, uh, you know, some signs of the business travel coming back. So I really, uh, I'm getting prepared, you know, hopefully the summer, if we get a little business travel back, it's going to be a lot busier than, than 21. But now to get back to your question, uh, though, you know, because I would always deal with like the executive, uh, you know, uh, secretaries and, uh, you know, CEOs and uh, those ladies, those men, they all have, they all have my cell phone number. They, they call me direct and, you know, so I'm not going to put them through the hassle. They have enough on their plate that they got to deal with. I'd rather they just call me direct and I, and I assist them and try to make their life a little easier than them trying to book online and do it that way. I love it. And for any entrepreneur, younger entrepreneur, older entrepreneur, seasoned entrepreneur running a business, Google Chris's business and look at the reviews. I mean, he's absolutely doing an amazing job on Google, Facebook, Yelp. One review came across my desk. My team said to me, hey, Jake, listen, you have to, you have to ask him about this when he's on the show. Some reviewer on Yelp said that you helped his 90-year-old mom uh, get downtown for a wedding and come back safely. And I think that's the key there. And the, he, the, the reviewer just went on and on about the way in which you handled his 90-year-old mother. And I love that so much because, you know, I, I've got some elderly uh, uh, mom and mother-in-law and father-in-law. And, you know, nothing's more important at that age right. than safety. And, and the Yelp review talked about how you got them to the event and that got them home safely. I would imagine for people that use you, knowing that they're, they're going to have their, their senior parents handled with kit gloves is really incredible. And, uh, and that was really great. So when you think about you know, working with seniors, I bet because of you know, your background and experience, that has a very unique place in your heart as well. Right, Chris? It sure does. Yeah. Cause you know, especially when I was in the restaurant business, you deal with a lot of the seniors too. So yeah, you know, I, I always had a, but from a kid, I was always like that. I always like to talk with the older people and uh, you always, that's where the knowledge is. I mean, if you want to learn, you got to talk to those guys right there, the older folks, you know? So I always, uh, yeah, there's always a soft spot in my heart for them as well. You're right. thousand percent. Yeah, I love it. And of course, another review, you know, the, you met them at baggage claim and the Escalade, Escalade drives up and there's snacks for their little girl ready to go. I mean, you really take this service to a whole nother level. So I wanted to take this interview into entrepreneurship because there's so much to learn. And this is why we brought you on the show. When we think about entrepreneurship, Chris, and we think about potholes and we think about challenges and tough times. We have a lot of younger entrepreneurs watching the show. Sometimes they're hitting a pothole or right now, maybe they're hitting a wall they can't get through. Maybe you could share some of your entrepreneurial experience to the other people watching the show about what it takes to get through a tough time and keep on pushing. Yeah. Well, for one, be hardheaded. That's for damn sure. You know, <laughs> so, but uh, I'll tell you this, just listen, just listen to, listen to people, talk with people, keep your ears open, you know, don't talk too much sometimes. It's, uh, you know, cause one thing with me is, uh, you know, I know from, for example, you know, friends' mistakes, my father's mistakes with things, certain, 
you know, and I'm not that person. If I know your mistake, I'm not going to go hit that same pothole. You know, I know people where I tell them, guys, the pothole's right there. Don't do it. They do it anyway, you know, and it's like, and that just becomes a waste of time. You know, it's, um, I, I feel like just, just keeping your ears open. And I mean, that's it. I mean, uh, we're, we're all going to hit the potholes, but hit your own. If I told you I just hit a pothole, why are you going to hit the same one I just hit? You know, I just don't understand that. Just sidestep it. Go hit your own. Learn your own things. I just taught you something. This guy just taught me something. You know, just, you know, I mean, I just, I just, you know, that, that, that part I just can't get because it becomes a waste of time. You know, and then later on you tell them I told you so and that could turn into an argument, but that's a whole different story. But yeah. I love it so much. Of course, behind you on the wall, you've got a Banksy and Banksy does street yeah. art, of course. That's and. Right. Yeah. That resonates for That's me, right. of course, Chris, because, you know, you know the street and being on the street and rolling right. on the street. It's fantastic. This is a great story. We're going to watch what you're doing, of course, at Second City Livery. I'm going to come to Chicago. I can't wait to get picked up. And, of course, we're going to go to the family restaurant. We're going to break a few plates and have some lamb chops <laughs> and some saganaki, I hope. And, That's it. Uh, I love it. This has been a great interview. And thank you so much for sharing your story on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur thank you. spotlight. Thank you series. for having me. Thank you for having me, Andy. Yeah. I hope I don't find out you came here and you took a Toyota Prius with the complimentary cat hairs. You know, you better call me. Yes.